401 years is enough. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Cybercast. Trump is dangerous for our nation. But if this didn't happen now, it would happen at some point later. 401 years is long enough. I'm Clay. I'm Ty. I'm Tosh. I'm Dick. Welcome to Cybercast 109. And we are here June the 7th, the year 2020. And it seems that the United States is burning up. And a lot of countries around the world are standing up in support. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that two bold guys? <laughs> no, no. I think that's pretty no, accurate. Not at all. <laughs> People are saying with support for the United States burning up. It feels like it. I think. I think you're saying. Uh, I think the United States is standing up against. I agree. Against something that's not right. Yes, against against. It, it's it's burning to get attention. I, I yes, that that's what's got the world atten- world's attention. So you, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know, um, Rick Ross at one point said, "You know, he's glad that Trump." became the president because we have to we have to what was it break it down to elevate or something like that kind of like hit rock bottom before you can start rebuilding is that yeah the idea yeah, yeah. that's interesting I, you know i didn't i never heard him say that i mean i never yeah, heard anybody quoted but oh okay well, it's at, at the beginning of my last just clay that, that i basically played played that little clip okay yeah and that's interesting because i was thinking the other day that like I, I knew we were going to talk about this topic mm-hmm. and I was like I was thinking about Trump and like wait didn't I somewhere I don't know which episode it was like said that it would be a good idea if Trump would become president not because he's a good guy or a great president mm-hmm. but then we will definitely know that this is not the way. Maybe that will be. So a somebody said call. that on here. He said. He said. I, I, you I said, said it on here. Yeah, like somewhere in that vein. I don't know mm. which episode it was. It was probably around the time. I mean, because we had a few episodes where we were when he got elected, where we had discussions about about what it would mean for the, for us for this country. Mm. But could anyone really anticipate the scenario that we're in right now? I I I I didn't. I if anyone did, man, they're they're really good because I I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I kind of saw that maybe someone who was not um, part of the structure might be able to dismantle it. But I thought maybe for the good. Essentially, it potentially could be for the good. But I I had no idea that it that I had no idea that he was so self interested, so uh, such a liar, and so so bad for for humanity you know Hmm, i agree because like um i wouldn't imagine like that scenario Mm -hmm. i kind of maybe imagine the scenario of like coming close to like a world war three wow world war i think it'd be more like civil war why would the world get involved (laughs) i I know but like you seem a little trigger happy Oh, oh well yeah i guess in other in other situations yes yeah. This situation seems like it could trigger a civil, civil war. Yes. Yeah, which yes. I very, think would be very true. way too dramatic. But that means there's got to be. That means there are really de- people that are adamantly racist, and there's got to be enough of them for a, a world, a, a, 
a civil war to actually happen because you got to think about the issues we're fighting for. And mm-hmm. um, I think if you're on the, on the side that's fighting for the change and justice, you are basically anti-racist. And if you are fighting for things to stay the same, even though they're messed up, then uh, it's safe to say that you, you've got an issue. Yeah. Obviously, I'm overgeneralizing, but I don't see anybody that would fight physically a war unless they feel adamantly about keeping things the same. And if you think things should be the same, then there's a really, really big problem. Mm. Well, I mean, if you look at the efforts that uh, some of these uh, white supremacist groups are taking to dismantle uh, the protests, you know, like infiltrating, posing as Antifa, um, trying to stir up conflict where they can. That's war tactics right there. You're right. You're right. And, you know, just like um, y'all were saying, we like having Trump in office was necessary to, to kind of um, to rebuild. It, it's definitely Obama's election that woke those people up, the racists. Yeah. It really, it really, you know, I, I, I never saw any proof, but I've always heard that um, memberships to... You know, KKK and all that stuff went, it skyrocketed when he became president. So it really wow. woke up those people who were, I guess, keeping it quiet and being PC and now they're just out in the open, man. Yeah. And I heard like, um, I forgot her name. Is this famous woman who did like a uh, brown eyed, blue eyed experiment oh, on, yeah, on yeah. her school um, kids? Yeah, that was, that was brilliant. Uh, yeah. But she said like, Trump was elected because he puts out those racist comments. And that is the reason why he got elected. Not because he's a great candidate or not, but like he's really speaking towards that group of people. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Jane like, Elliott, you're talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. And she got some interesting stuff, man. She is, like, she's brilliant. I mean, and her, you know, when, when she brought this stuff up in, in back in the days, I mean, she was sort of disowned by her family and disowned by her community, you know, for, for an end lover, right? Because yeah. she spoke out, she, you know, and people like her, there aren't enough of people, you know, people like her. When, when you're part of the establishment, then you push people like her out. Uh, even mm-hmm. when you look at the, the cops, when you have good cops who get pushed out, like I, I think it was a radio lab. I meant mm-hmm. to look it up before we started, but there was a, I think it was Radio Lab. I'll have to put it in show notes um, where they were following, uh, you know, cops who were speaking up against, you know, about, against bad behavior in, in the, in the, you know, in the, the cops, you know, in a, what do you call it? The, the force. The force. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that, that's what happens to people like that in, 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 in establish, establishments where they would like you to, fall in line and just be a lemming yeah and uh really quick if we can start from like the big uh, george floyd's death is really kind of what sparked it right Right. and um Mm, i think it begins further than that though no Mm -hmm. no it's it's george floyd it's it's, the thing is you have to look at because the thing is like final catalyst to like really yeah but the thing is i'm not saying he's the first person to get but that's the jump off for what's going on right now like right because black Lives matter started with trayvon martin but again that was like what that was in 2012 when he passed away in 2013 is when that started and Mm -hmm. just now is when this got ignited to the point where we have people all over the world Standing up for this, yes. 
And I was getting discouraged, um, you know, so much so that I was like, am I just going to have to get used to this? Because um, there really hasn't been much response to all these videos we've seen over the years. Mm-hmm. Not all of them were videos. Trayvon didn't have a video, but, you know, all these events. We haven't right. seen any, like, real response. So, you know, I was like, I, I, I was like, what? what <laughs> what's the point of us looking at this? at this stuff if nothing's going to happen but I've changed my mind I think it is important I know some people complain saying we don't have his permission to show this video and all that but I think that's what's important same with Aubrey yeah. um, if we didn't see that video people wouldn't be as upset you you kind of have to show it Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. if it happened to me you have my permission Yeah. unless I'm getting sodomized to death don't show that but any other way I die it's unjust you can <laughs> you can show it no, but I think it's very important to show it because we can say it that that has happened, and uh, even if you have the videos and all that, and just only using in court. But if you don't really show it towards the people, like, look, this is what ha- what is happening. Mm-hmm. You can see it with your own eyes, yes. like what happened with George Floyd, like basically not resisting at all, mm-hmm. and like. Where's the respect? For his life. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I I know. I I kind of feel what that cop. You know, he's 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 a bad cop, and yeah. he's probably the, the kind of cop that takes pleasure in because you know that's an uncomfortable situation. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like in jujitsu. I'm a bigger guy, right? And I, sometimes I make people uncomfortable on purpose, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, kind of have them just panic tap out. Like there's no reason to tap out, but you're gonna tap out anyways. Mm-hmm. And he probably thought he was doing something like that. Now. If he was, if he's real stupid and he was trying to murder him on camera, but that's, I, I think he's trying to push it to the edge of making this guy feel super uncomfortable. But he didn't. But uh, actually, let me, let me be careful. I, I, I can't really. Do, I can't imagine a jujitsu match where you would deploy that tactic for eight minutes straight. No, no, no. yeah. yeah. Uh, he he was wrong, but I also have to sit back and think like, is he this dumb to murder somebody intentionally on camera? Because that's pretty stupid in front of all these people if he is he deserves to lock him up and 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 throw away the key either way he needs to be locked up but there should be like no mercy if he was really just trying to kill this man i'm I'm sure he had an oh shit moment and and said oh gosh this guy did die like i was i was trying to torture him but could could it could it be this instinct where he was weighing sort of the idea of stopping what he was doing and preventing some kind of uh, suit against them or mm. pushing forward and kind of asserting that uh, asserting his, his, his sense of power and control. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And it might be that the, the latter sort of was more important in his mind than the risk of being pers- uh, prosecuted. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. But like cops like that, they don't have any place in the force. No, I was talking to somebody yesterday about that. You know, there's a reason why I'm not a, a police officer. Like, I, I don't have the temperament. Mm-hmm. I, I know that if somebody does disrespect me, I might not react appropriately. So I'm not a good fit to be a cop. Um, I definitely want to go home to my family every day. So because uh, a cop has to understand that they, their, their job is to protect people and they are putting their lives in danger. You can't just shoot everybody just because you feel they might be a threat. You have to kind of face threats as a cop. Like, you have to be a certain kind of brave to be a cop. So there's certain traits you need to have as a person 
to be a police officer. You can't just be like, I need this job, and I guess I can be a cop, and with all my flaws. No. Uh, I know that's a, a tall order to say we, everybody needs to have those uh, characteristics, but I think they should start thinking about it. Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah, he's definitely doesn't belong in the force, but a lot of cops don't belong in the force. I agree. I know I, I, know I couldn't be a cop. I mean, I am... Um... I am very. I did. My wick is very short. Well, I will I, change I would that. Blow. Yeah. I will change that. Seeing what's under force right now, mm-hmm. I could be a cop because at least I'm self-aware enough to know and try to check myself if I'm going to go too far. Right? Because I, I, I have a conscience. Um, I can empathize with people, but I also know, yeah, I, I do have a short fuse, and and um. I know the, the negatives, but compared to what's on the force right now, yes, I could be a cop, but I want—I don't want it to be—I don't want the bar to be lowered. I wish there were just better qualified people that were cops. Yeah, you know, um, I know that that right now when we're talking about uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, I, I don't know if uh, you guys probably didn't didn't hear my Just Clay episode, but um, I did. Oh, okay, yeah, thank you. Um, we are talking about Black Lives Matter right now. But then you hear people want to mention all lives matter, and then mm-hmm. you have people also want to bring up blue li- blue lives matter, which are the cops. And it's like, can we can we like black lives do not matter? So if if until we fix that situation of black lives actually mattering, all lives can't matter. Like that, you can't right. say one thing that, that encompasses that that encapsulates everything, but you're not fixing that one, that lowest common denominator of black lives not mattering. You have to fix that first until we can say, okay, all lives matter, right? You know what? If you, if somebody, if if you were faced with somebody that's, that, and you said black lives matter and they say all lives matter, and you said to them, okay, if all lives matter, does that mean black lives matter? I, I Some people still couldn't say yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just telling, off of the principle. It? Right now, they will say all lives matter, and I say, okay, all lives matter. So we can agree that Black lives matter, and they would still be unable to say it. That's sad, mm-hmm. and that shows you that they don't agree that Black lives matter. Right. It's like when people refer to America. There's some people when they refer to America, they're not referring to Black people; they're referring to White people only. Mm. Which historically is simply inaccurate, isn't it? Yeah. When they say all American and all that stuff, then they're not picturing they're. they're black people or hispanic people it's like a code word same as urban means black <laughs> they've, yeah. they've made it that american means white what about thugs what does that mean <laughs> yeah, we know what that means <laughs> you thugs oh man and I really nice people really nice people on both sides <laughs> yeah really nice people uh, yeah what, what's discouraging as well is that also that those definitions are starting to you know be stretched to actually white people who are trying to be allies but are just being mm-hmm. painted as uh, i don't know haters of um uh, of the american way or uh, you know they're trying to paint them solely by their politics you know it's infuriating yeah, yeah it is it's a, it's a, it's a necessary struggle that needs to happen i'm still trying to figure out my place in this you know Mm-hmm. I've been very quiet. Like there's so, so much on my mind that I want to say, and I just feel that everybody's kind of. I, I'm sure I'm, people are venting, people are getting out, 
what they want to say, but I, f- I feel like there's an overload also. I'm, I'm not talking about social media, mostly on Facebook. It's my, mm-hmm. my main social media source. But everybody has these long opinions and these very strong opinions. And sometimes I'm not agreeing with what everybody says, especially people publicly saying, you know, just unfriend me now if you disagree with me. And, and that's fine. I mean, you're, that's fine. But I've actually stopped myself from doing that. You know, I've seen somebody... But here's a person that there was a debate going on, and then she says, "Well, I still need to see all the facts before I I, I, I make a decision to, to decide if I'm, I'm upset about George Floyd's death." I'm like, "Well, you've seen that video. <laughs> I mean, the fact that a, a a mass murderer gets treated better. So, so mm-hmm. what would he have have to have done before that video for you to say?" I don't care. I think that what he got is justified. Mm-hmm. It's not the police officer's job to deal out justice. Right. It's his job to make an arrest. Yeah. All he does is make the arrest. Uh, right. Even if there were these, uh, you know, uh, facts or things about uh, George Floyd that, I don't know, you might be able to, um, you know, things, things like... Uh, drug addiction or maybe having having a criminal record uh things that you can you know use as strikes against a person none of that would ever ever justify Justify. yes outright murder right right and the reason why they do bring it up is because some people it's it is enough for them because they they honestly feel that good riddance we we didn't need that person and it's sad and meanwhile, you mm-hmm. see all these mass murderers, who, you know, who are walked to jail and they have evidence. You have evidence of them doing the mass shooting or whatever it is. And this guy, we have we have evidence of him what, using counterfeit $20 bill. Really? Did you, there's a guy that um, I, 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 this, he put on Twitter. He says he also got. Uh, yeah. Arrested for using a fake twenty dollar bill, and for yeah, him and it's just it a story him. he tells at parties. Yeah. And for George Floyd, it was a death sentence. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, he, he I think they gave him the twenty dollar bill back, didn't they? Hmm? He framed it or something like that. Really? Yeah, also, like that. Yeah, also, sorry. also, mm-hmm. uh, the president of the United States has proven to have uh, been guilty of fraud of yeah. Cheating, yes. Che- yes. cheating people with, um, you know, the the promise of uh, some kind of uh, um, degree that ends up being completely worthless. Right. It's it's degrees and degrees and degrees more heinous than using counterfeit money, a twenty a twenty dollar yeah. counterfeit bill. Agree. I don't care if 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 Floyd was accused of using a thousand dollars in counterfeit bills. A billion dollars. That does not constitute that. Actually, you, 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 a billion dollars puts you in a different category and you get special treatment. Oh, that's true. Because <laughs> that happens on a, it happens yeah. with, with, with corporations, with uh, financial institutions. There's a bunch, there's huge fraud that will put what, what George Floyd did to shame. And those people, there's, there are two justice systems in America. There's probably three. One for the very rich. And then one for black people, one for white people, or people mm-hmm. of color and, and white people. What about um, Candace Owens? Have you guys seen her commentary about, you know, how she is not willing to support a movement that uses George Floyd as the face because of the fact that, you know, he, he, he was, according to her, 
or her evidence or whatever she has, he was brutal to black people. He was on drugs, you know, all of this sort of stuff that she's okay with because she's a token black person on Fox or or wherever she's getting her paycheck. You know, I I, I don't really know. I, I think she, I think she just, I don't know what, what's wrong with her. And sometimes I wonder if she's just playing a role to keep getting paid. Like that's, that's like her, her thing. That's her yeah. acting role or she's really just, that but dumb. I stop paying attention to anything that comes out of her mouth. She's been brought up a lot. I haven't looked up what she said. She's not, I mean, we're not on the same page. So I, I, I don't understand how anyone doesn't matter if you're, if you're, if you're an ally, I know you're not on the same page as her, but it, like if you're, if you're a racist, why would you even listen to her? She she's she's what you hate. Like who is she talking to? Well, there's there's these racists that don't necessarily have different degree of racism where they're fine with the racist uh, system, mm-hmm. but but they're not gonna flat out and say like I hate all black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's more like yeah we like black people like her. Like why can't you be more like her? Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be great. You know, that's still racist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you remember that Dave Chappelle skit, uh, Clayton Clayton Bixby, where he was a blind. Uh, <laughs> Everybody knows that skit. That's a classic. I mean, like, I could forgive him because, well, guess what? He he had no idea. But her, she has her eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. She's, she should be ashamed of herself. Yeah. Can can we can we kind of if, if we're talking about a bad example of um, you know standing for a cause or um, you know, for a non-person of color being being an ally, mm-hmm. um, what what is it that you guys look for, or examples that you look to of people who who do fulfill that role? What um, examples that we we would like to have them exemplify um, in a positive way? You mean? Yeah, because that that's uh, that's uh, sorry. Just one last thing. That that's I think what. Yeah. A lot of people on the sidelines might be struggling oh, with. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I, can, I can still hear. It's okay. <laughs> that was me hitting my mic. Either you can edit it out or. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why I should have pants on, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you got me so aroused. You're moving. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay. What was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah so people on the sidelines I think that's probably the question that they're most struggling with right if thus far I've been silent just observing not really actively speaking up what what can I do at this point at this point in the state of the world and this point in my lifetime uh what what should I do what could I do to 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 be an ally or or to represent this cause I have a suggestion. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm kind of, I kind of feel the same way because I am a, an ally, but I, I'm not being very vocal because I think there's a lot of noise out there. But I, I'm, I'm a black person, so it doesn't apply. But let me answer your question. Um, I think it's checking people when you personally hear them being racist. Because for the longest time, there's always been this. All white people say we all have that uncle at Thanksgiving. That means it's very common that they're still racist inside families, right? Mm-hmm. There's always this uncle that says things that nobody agrees with, or there's people that might agree with him. But the point is that everybody just allows him to just talk instead of 
saying, hey, we no longer feel this way or we don't feel this way. So checking people that you know personally, that's one. Another thing is you can contribute to the funds that help people deal with legal costs uh, associated with being arrested. That's, an, you know, if you have the funds, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know it's difficult for some people to say outright that they support because they feel like their circle is so closely aligned with opposing views that it would maybe ostracize them. But so I'm not going to force anybody to say that, but it's kind of like uh, me, you know, I'm not, uh, not to take, get off topic. I'm, I'm uh, as a straight man, I still openly support uh, LGBT rights. Mm-hmm. And at one point it, I wouldn't have been comfortable just saying that out loud because people that I know will either, you know, say something negative or would say, oh, you must be gay. I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter. The the injustice was enough for me to say, you know, I support and I'm going to vocally support. And then people people seeing me do that can also maybe change their mind and be comfortable saying that. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I can relate with because that's something that I am not, but I stand up for. Right. So they should be able to stand up for something that they are not. It's not that hard. It, it's, you know, right's right and wrong is wrong. Right. Well said, uh, Dick. Yeah, I agree. So for me, I, I reached a point last week, um, like specifically on the night from Thursday onto Friday, where I drew the line and decided for my direct circle of friends, coworkers, to no longer tiptoe around the subject mm-hmm. and to. Uh, Force may maybe a strong word, but yeah, in a way, force people to really state where they stand. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's. I it's, think that's fair. Yeah, it's take it's taken a, a bit of um, of thought and mustering up a little bit of courage because yeah, it, it can mm-hmm. it can break relationships, you know, the, this this type of of ultimatum. But for me, it was really the only way to look myself in the mirror at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I put the, I put I put the message out to to my coworkers and starting to put the message out to to friends and uh, relatives eventually. What did, what did you say? You you put it out like uh, in emails or or you just kind of in conversations? Uh yeah, just through Slack conversations. Like uh, I, I started just just checking with you know the other people of color uh, at, at my job and just seeing if they were okay and then kind of. Uh, started up the conversation about hey we have a, a very diverse company uh, mm-hmm. with yeah different nationalities represented but it's still very difficult to openly discuss these issues and it, it's, it's clear from you know everyday conversations that um, a lot a lot of the the white people that I work with are not really ready yet to if if they feel like they should you know actively be anti-racist they're not ready to to put that out in the world yet. At least they haven't done so, uh, in my presence. Yeah. Um, now, and if they still don't want to, that's. Uh, what I mean, was, we what can... was the ultimatum, Dash? Well, I mean, it's again, ultimatum might be still a strong word, but at least I put it out there that it's this what's going on here. It's it's affecting me. It's affecting the other people that we work with that are of color or identify with the people that are being victimized in 
this media onslaught, this social media onslaught that is just inescapable these uh, these days. It's affecting them, and sad to say, it's affecting them more than people in the company that are white. It's a simple fact. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very least, what what I put out there is that hey, be mindful of that, and tr- if, if you're not yet aware of the pain that's going around, you know, the society that you are a part of, people that you you know see on the street, or people maybe even in your direct vicinity, maybe even in your own family that are, are going through this pain as well. Be mindful of that, and if you don't feel that you can understand or empathize, educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you, did you also ask, like, where do you stand? Like, I want to answer, or you didn't? No, no, and also I don't okay. want to have them have the sense that it's that they should take action uh, as part okay. of some um, obligation they have towards me because it's not about me, right? It's uh, it's about you know their their own community in the end, right? Mm-hmm. If 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 of course you yeah you have. Um, pockets of people that uh, are aligned because some because of some uh, some common thing that they have right but in the end you know when you live in the same country when you live in the same city uh, you live in the same municipality you're part of a community mm-hmm. right so right. if you look at it that way then I think it's important that you really you know examine where do you stand mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. Any, have you got any Anything positive? Yeah, I mean, or, or, really, the the response has been overwhelmingly positive, and it's it's really only okay. the beginning, of course, because mm-hmm. due to COVID, we're not really able on a regular basis now to get together and, and talk about this stuff. But we will, I'm sure. Um, right, yeah. And that's really the 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 starting point. That that conversation was not being had before, at least not you know in the open in a way that everyone would feel that, that they could say and uh, if, if something was bothering them or uh, if something was on their mind regarding the subject. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like that was a really important day uh, for me to sort of put that out there together really with my other colleagues who feel the same way and, yeah, really break this barrier. You know, it hasn't really come up uh, mainly because we haven't been in contact since COVID, you know, so I'm sure in the office, this would have already come up and the rest of my staff is just really just scattered out and they don't have much communication with us. But I, I wonder how I would start that conversation to, to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. and, and actually minorities make up the majority of our company, uh, but it's probably more Hispanic and there's a large number of black, but, um, yeah, I, um, I don't know, uh, but no, I haven't, I haven't brought it up like at work and I actually haven't even, uh, called out on social media because i've seen people saying hey i need you all my white friends i need you all to speak up or you know i i, I will take it as you being okay with it which i understand i think everybody has a right to do that but i think what's going to end up happening is because everybody is unfriending and blocking people that they f- feel doesn't agree with them right but then you you also lose the opportunity opportunity to change that person's mind because all it's going to be is all the racists are going to be in their own echo chamber and all the non-racists are going to be in their own echo chamber. And at that point, you're just preaching to the choir. Um, you, you're not going to be able to change anybody's mind to say something that's wrong as right. So mm-hmm. that's why I have not deleted anybody. I've seen some people say, oh, I hope these people at the, at the, in these riots get shot. And my first thought was to 
delete this person because I'm like, wow, it's messed up, man. You want these people yeah. and, and these rights to be shot? Yeah. Like, think about how callous you have to be to shoot somebody that's screaming out in despair to be heard. Like, that's pretty low. Right. And I know I, I don't respect that person, but hopefully there's something I say at some point that can make them. It, it actually can help me craft my message when I'm ready to say it so it can reach certain people that it needs to reach mm. instead of just the people that agree with me. I, but I, I wonder, though, do do people um, who, who think like that, are they even open enough to hear what you have to say? I, I'm not sure. But what you have to do when you do speak, uh, me personally, if I would speak, I would try to figure out a way to touch somebody like that, mm. you know, um, because that's that's what is it saying something that that everybody that already thinks like me will agree with. It's not really doing anything. All it's saying is like, yes, yes, yes. We're all mm. on the same page. I think it's more important for people to try to change the minds of those that don't see it yet. If okay. you're going to spend your time expressing yourself, try to change somebody's mind. Mm -hmm. There is one guy I know. Uh, he, he said, all these people out there looting and stuff, they're a-holes, right? And and I was like, man, I like this guy. can't believe this is, this is his thought. And then two or three days later, he made a correction saying he, he supports the movement. He actually worded it wrong. What he was saying is that he wished the people would just protest. And um, the, he, he understands that there's outside people doing the looting and stuff. And they're the ones starting the violence. So he was saying they are the a-holes, not the actual people there for the right reasons. So I was like, okay, you know, normally I would have just off the cuff blocked him. But I was glad to see he has some kind of reasonable view on the on the situation but anyway, is he so black Ty, or white he's hispanic hispanic okay ty what were you gonna say no it's interesting that um in regards to that you have like two different camps like you have the people like dick you know trying to give people a chance and like you know let them grow you know it gives them an opportunity to open up themselves and maybe grow you know uh, and The other side, you have like people who are like, "No, I'm done. I, I'm I'm not I'm not here to teach you. Google it, you know." Where are you? Um, uh, I'm more towards dick side because okay. like I'm open to talk with you. I'm open to give you my views, you know. But I can understand also like the people who say, "No, I'm done," because. Sometimes you know when you have a conversation like uh, I like this last week I I had a conversation and it was like you're not being heard. It's more like you're giving your view and somebody's trying to counter that with like, but it's actually this way. No, just listen. You like listen to what I'm saying, right? Right. And I think that that's also part of the problem is that, like, white people tend to get in this defensive mode when it starts to become about race. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, like, for instance, the what you said about, like, you have to phrase black lives matter. Right. And mm -hmm. they counter it with all lives matter. Right. Right. But the thing is, we never said all lives don't matter. They actually do matter. Mm -hmm. But right now, we're in pain. So right now, it's about black lives. Like, you see a whole lot of examples of, like, 
you have this example of two houses, one is on fire, right? Mm-hmm. And the example is like, okay, the house is on fire. No, but all houses matter. So right. water all of them. It, it, yeah. Right now, it's about the house yeah. that is on fire. Yes. Right. And then, the, and then while you're watering the house that's not on fire, they're like, well, where's the owner of the house that's on fire? Well, he's in it. He's dead because you didn't water his house. It's like, okay. And, and people forget that the reason that term, that phrase is used is to, to remind people because it doesn't, it's not reflected. Exactly. You know? We see black people getting killed and then people just are, they move on with their day. The only people that get affected are the black people and the white people just say, okay. And and somebody had to say, no, these lives do matter. That's the, right. the purpose of it. We're not just, and, and it, it doesn't negate other yeah. lives. It doesn't right. even negate animals' lives. But it's saying, if you care more of an animal gets killed humanely, yeah, we need to remind you, black lives also do matter. And and I think it's it's definitely getting people's attention, and obviously it's turning some people off and, and triggering them. But so what? It's 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 doing what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're due for a revolution in that regard. Not an evolution, a revolution. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yes, we have come f- some ways from slavery and stuff and like segregation, apartheid. But there's still this uneven balance on the scale, right? Yeah. You know, I don't know if y'all saw that video of that, the woman. Kimberly like, Jones, the author. Outside. Yeah, Kimberly uh, Jones. Kimberly oh, Jones? What, 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 did she, what did she say? About how you know you pl- imagine you're playing Monopoly and for yeah. 400 years I, I didn't know who she was. Okay, yeah, she's the author, and I mean you basically you, you cheat the system and you you how do you expect anyone like and that's like, that's why when people get upset at the looters, her comments about why do you, how do you th- why do you think they're gonna loot? Yeah, you cheated them. You br- you broke the contract every time at every turn. Whenever you see black people come up, you know you whenever you see a black community, when you see black. Uh, uh, Wall Street you break it down what do you expect what do you think is going to happen and she's right I think we are due though for another one of those um, resurgences of, mm-hmm. of a community where you, the, it's not to be completely segregated but you know those those things that they've burned down in the past of ours mm-hmm. I, I think there's a better chance of those things surviving now? now yes because mm-hmm. the world will know about it and there will be it, it it won't just happen quietly. Mm-hmm. Times have changed. I know people are like scared, and and, and that's kind of like the point of having done it in the past. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's time to try again. Did you see Ghana opened up, saying "Come home." Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> they said if you if that's... you feel like you I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but if you feel like you're not wanted or being treated right, that's amazing. Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's interesting. <clears throat> And Tosh, where do you stand in the spectrum between uh, Dick and the others? I mean, even though I'm I'm putting this clear message out there, I'm still trying to uh, always see the human first, right? That's also what I tried to say in this uh, in this Twitter thread that I put out. Yeah, it was a good one, by the way. That was really good. Thank you. That yeah, you, I'm, gonna put uh, in I'm, I'm 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 okay with people in this current moment disagreeing or. Uh, yeah, not feeling that uh, the outrage that's going on everywhere is not necessarily justified. Um, but I just trust that if they would gain more knowledge about 
what that experience uh, is that underlies all that, uh, what the history is that underlies all that, that they would see it differently because mm-hmm. they can put themselves in that position mentally. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's really... Yeah. yeah. Well, my starting point, and I might be proven wrong at some point, it might end up being a naive thought, but that's uh, that's what's giving me hope. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the easiest way to pose this question to somebody, and, and it still might not change their mind, but to say, like, if that was your husband or or son or something would you be okay with that happening to you? and it's an easy no so your husband or son used a fake counterfeit bill and that's what happened to him would you would you be okay or would you be upset you know um and i know that's just one situation uh, that doesn't mean that they'll change their whole mind about how black people are treated because there's so many other issues it's just that the the police brutality is i think it just reached uh ahead and, and people just had enough um, yeah but it, it's a catalyst to address all the other issues and just to clarify I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not gonna be going out of my way to, to educate people I kind of feel this that way too like it's not my job to educate you like use your common sense use the resources out there and if you feel the need to change it needs to come from yourself mm-hmm. but um, if I can help somebody see that by phrasing it a certain way then i would do that you know that's all i'm saying but i'm not going out of my way saying i want to change everybody's mind that that disagrees with me you know the thing is that like some sometimes people don't realize that something or that someone is being treated in a, a racist manner you know like when i was in the, that photography collective i was invited to and you know i tried to point out to the person who created the collective how how i was sort of almost pushed out because of the treatment and because of the, like, I am always the kind of person who will stand up for others. I always have. I always will. That's how, that's me. That's how I am. I speak up at every turn. It's even at work sometimes when I'm asked by people like, just like, just lie low, let, let this person deal with it on their own. No, I will speak up if I see injustice. If I see something is wrong, I will speak up. Um, you know, and a lot of time, a lot of times people will not see their racist commentary or their or something that they they're, that they're doing that's racist and i i i am leaning more towards you guys in terms of i will try not to push them out i'll try to help and show them the way but i'm not here i'm not here to i'm not here to be the teacher for everyone like if they're yeah. if i am in that close of uh, a space with this person or these people i'll try i'll try to show them where they're wrong because I would hope this, they would do the same for me if I did something like that to sh- to teach me because I don't want to walk away from some any relationship and be worse off because someone didn't tell me how racist I was right um, that doesn't benefit me or the next group of people I I encounter you know and you know like you know people people very often like whenever <laughs> whenever they engage with me they sometimes don't see me as a black person and so. You know, like even with conversations with this person telling me that, oh, we didn't see you as a black person. We saw you as some European guy. And it's like, I'm not European. I was born in South America and I am black. <laughs> I don't. I just don't get it. That's how blinded people are, that they're basically just because I have an accent that, and I don't sound like an African-American, I'm not black or something. They, they don't see color. Yeah, that's the funny thing that uh, what's her name that uh, that that lady said, right? That that's actually kind of an insult if you say to someone that you, they don't see color because technically that means you're just ignoring everything about that person. Yeah. You you don't they, mm-hmm. they they don't matter enough for you to see them for who they are. You know, you're going to try to make them a non-person, a non-entity. 
That's scary. Exactly, but the, 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 there's a disconnect there because they're framing it in like, I don't see color like they mean like everybody is in quotes equal, mm-hmm. right? But like in this in this utopian world where everybody is equal, then you can say like that everybody's truly equal. Everybody has the same rights. Everybody has the same chances, you know, mm-hmm. then you can say, I don't see color. Right. Cause then it doesn't, but even then it's hard because it's part of who you are. But in this world where you consciously or unconsciously know that there is this, this balance between black and white, you, like how can you not see it? You, if you don't see it, but you know that is, you know the stories. You don't see it in person, maybe. A lot of white people say, nah, "I don't see see people acting racist or whatnot," right? But the thing is, like this example of like touching, like, can I touch your hair? Right? <laughs> oh man, don't get, even get me started on that. <laughs> no, but like. <laughs> We, we just our culture knows like you do not do that unless it's asked of you to touch somebody's hair or right? if you're in a relationship that's one thing like if you're in a relationship yeah, yeah true. touch the hair then, all you then, want then baby. it's fine but <laughs> strangers no don't even ask <laughs> exactly and like there there is this culture barrier like it does not connect you know and like People live in bubbles, mm-hmm. right? And especially if you're in, in a really white bubble, you you do not get connected with like all this diversity and like, oh, okay, this culture is this way, that culture is that way. Okay, you know. Yeah, I, w- I would ask anybody that says they don't see color to to describe their neighborhood because <laughs> someone that doesn't see color would have no issue moving in, in a place where it's just mostly black people, but they, they wouldn't do that. And and people have, sometimes they have, it, 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 there's, there's actually hidden biases that are impressed on you from a young age. Actually, it came up with my son who kind of was off the cuff, but you know, something came up about dark and light. And he says, yeah, you know, dark is bad and, and light, light is, is good. But that's this, the theme in so many kids stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the bad guy, will be associated with black and I, and I see how easy it is to do that but there's also uh there's a a, a huge impact it has on people when it's introduced mm-hmm. that young and you just mm-hmm. naturally associate darker with with being bad or worse or less than something that's lighter mm-hmm. so you're not able yeah. to never just not see color like it's it's kind of like ingrained in you that there's a difference right. and it, yeah. it is a uh a cop out to address the issues like uh, Ty was saying it's just not them not willing to look at what's going on exactly and it, it needs to be taught from kindergarten you know mm-hmm. it, need, it needs to have a place in th- your curriculum in school like because like I saw this documentary it's uh, it's a Dutch doc- documentary it's called uh, what's it called Wit is open clear yeah. white is also a color mm-hmm and there this doc uh this person is like trying to see like w- trying to provoke like okay white is also a color like trying to 
like she starts off like okay do how are how good are white people at integrating in the Dutch society which the documentary starts with that and which is for a lot of white people it's like what white uh white people don't need to integrate (laughs) yeah never the society is white you don't need to integrate um Uh, I don't, yeah. Exactly, but like, and she goes on like, uh, talk with uh, a couple of experts, and also has this um, experiment with little kids, like with a white doll and a black doll, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where those things come up, and like a lot of parents, do it, they were shocked, like, yeah, emotional seeing those uh, images, right? Because they were in the next room just observing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've seen yeah, that. Yeah. And like this, the main point that came out of that is like, well, we, we don't talk about race at home. Someone is somewhere. Exactly. Right? That was that was one kid. Who actually, she did get that early um, training from her mom. Like, this is the world. Like, they ask kids like, which doll is naughty and which one is nice. Jeez. And she said, like, they're both okay. Mm. Nice. It was interesting to see, like. Yeah. And I think think it starts there, you know, Mm -hmm. like, start talking about it in school. Start talking, start talking about it, like, with your kids. Right. Right. Try to educate yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess uh, have empathy. Yeah, I guess censoring that whole part out of a, a kid's upbringing, like pretending that it doesn't exist, doesn't amount to a neutral perspective. That's what's clear, I think. Right. Yeah. Right. Because if if that then they're just, um, I guess they need to form their their opinion from what they see the kids around them uh, say and do, uh, maybe what other parents say and do what they see uh, through the media that their parents consume. Um, right. Which, unfortunate to say, you know, depending on uh, what kind of, uh, let's say, channels a household watches, which newspaper a household is subscribed to, mm-hmm. that alone can completely, um, yeah, color the the viewpoint of, of a young person. Yeah. And like also talk about slavery yeah because especially because the netherlands right i don't know how many people know this but like in the golden age the netherlands was like had the biggest company in the world in regards to trade they Mm -hmm. had white white tentacles Mm -hmm. yeah i like i i don't remember i saw somewhere like um uh they kind of compared like the biggest company of today mm-hmm. and like the VOC what was it called like, yeah exactly and like that company was even bigger than like the top three combined or something like mm-hmm. that well, slavery is cheap I mean you don't have to pay no well, you have to invest in the the boat and shit the infrastructure and getting out <laughs> yeah, yeah the infrastructure yeah but once but yeah is- it, it's one of those one of those investments that pays off uh, dividends. Right. It, it's it, to me, it's still mind-boggling. I know it's happened in other societies in history, but the, the yeah that, that that slave trade was just 
it's mind boggling. Like, really I couldn't is. imagine being in that situation. <laughs> it really is, and and you you'd have to you'd have to break up people for them to have for it to have lasted that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like, Roots is kind of a interesting portrayal of that yeah. history. Right, right. The original one. I didn't see the second one. Yeah, I didn't either. But just so quickly to say about uh, before we move on about the whole teaching your kids about this stuff. Um, if you do not tell your kids about it, you're leaving a void for someone else to fill. Yes. So just do not do not let someone else tell that story. They're your kids, so you do, you do the job of telling that you know that story. Uh, if you're not teaching your kids about race and about about all of this you know this sort of history about slavery. You're leaving a void, and someone will fill that void. So it's your job to teach them these things. Fill in yeah. the, the story. It's it's your story. So tell them the story, the story you want them to know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I actually had the conversation with, with my son, Jax, yesterday about the the color. He's the first person that brought up the fact that me and him are brown and you know, his mommy is not and uh, because she's Asian. So we talked about it back then when he was maybe three or four. Mm-hmm. But I actually talked to him recently about the fact that he's he's just going to be seen as black. And, you know, I said our skin is not the color black, but that's the race we are. We're, we're, we're going to be referred to as black. And um, I said that's what what all this is going on right now is, is related to how black people are being treated in America. And we just want to be treated equally because I said you're not always going to be treated equally. Hopefully it'll change by the time you're older, but that's just the state of things right now. We're fighting for, mm-hmm. you know, equality. Because I've thought about bringing him out there to the protest. I, I haven't gone. I kind of don't trust myself because I, I will not react right if a cop just pushes me out of the way. Thought about going out and going with Jax, mm. but I, I also don't trust myself to react appropriately. I see cops like shoving people, and yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just putting myself in a situation that might end bad. Yeah, so. I I think I, I'm in the same boat as why I haven't gone. Yeah. Talking about whether your plan to go to a protest? Yeah. Right, yeah. The, yeah, the I've not gone because I, I, gone. I don't trust myself. <laughs> have Have you all gone? Uh, Ty, Ty you has. went, right? Ty went. Yeah, yeah I haven't been to one. Yeah. Much respect to everybody that, that goes. Um yeah. I'm probably will if it keeps going, but I just need to get my mind right and mm. yeah. be calm, go with like a zen-like calm. Yeah, mm. which is hard. It's supposed to be you're supposed to be riled up at a protest. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like really debating to go. Mm-hmm. What what got you to go? What was the turning point? Um, well, it began like all these emotions were coming up, and like yeah, I felt so. I felt a lot of pain, a lot of anger, you know, and it just, I felt drained at one point too. Mm-hmm. And like the day before I went, I was like, my brain was racing so hard that like at one point I, I was like, okay, stop. Mm-hmm. You know, let me just put on the speech of Martin Luther King. Just get some little bit of positivity in here, you know, and it helped. Yeah. It was kind of healing to hear that, you know, hear his speech, you know, hear a little bit of hope, which he tried to convey to. Is there hope, though? Because, I mean, he died. People who he died there, of course. Right, but and, is there hope? Because he died, and yet we're still having the same disparities. Uh, the, the day after that, I was still pondering it. 
and then at work we came in this uh discussion about you know what was happening and stuff and so at work i had this discussion about you know obviously like what was happening and like that discussion kind of like really shifted in a way like that that didn't feel comfortable with me you know and i was planning to go shopping real quick and during like walking shopping i was like you know what I, i i i need to go to i need to go to this protest to like try to get something out of it try to get a little bit of healing you know but for me i was debating it because like i don't like large group of people and i i felt a lot of emotions and i i didn't know how to if that will become uncontrollable or something like that and also with the whole covid-19 officially i'm in the group that is uh, i'm in a high risk group for covid-19 you know and but i, I was glad I, i went you know uh unfortunately i wasn't at the on a good spot in terms of like really hearing the like what people were talking about but it was good to be there you know with all those thousands of people and you know at one time we all took a knee and like that moment was like oh goosebumps I, I, saying it right now i'm getting goosebumps and like No, I actually want to go to another one maybe soon. I don't know when, but you want to come to the one on Wednesday? Where? In uh, Amsterdam Southeast. Yeah. It's like my my backyard. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Can I come? <laughs> If you can uh <laughs> circumvent the travel restrictions somehow. <laughs> go live and we'll be there. <laughs> oh, snap. Dude, maybe you should do a live. No, that might oh, be that something would be cool actually. Yeah, <laughs> live cybercast from the from the from the protest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I think it's good for us to see other uh, when we see around the world people are responding. I, I think it's yeah. a positive impact. It makes me feel good that I see other countries are actually uh, standing up in support of this. I, you know, because I mean, when we had the protest for Trayvon Martin, this this didn't happen, did it? I, I don't remember. See, I was in Korea and I was watching from outside. Obviously, there would be no protest there tonight connected at all you know mm-hmm. very homogeneous society but uh i say the right word uh yeah but yeah i, I saw that from outside mm-hmm. you know well actually k-pop is fueling fueling a lot of the movement at the moment as well have you is noticed it? that on twitter no, no i haven't huh i need to check that out yeah it's funny like um i think kind of the, the k-pop fan base is being used to boost hashtags where needed oh Or drown out wow. hashtags that are trying to, uh, you know, minimize the the Black Lives Matter uh, hashtags. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, that's been. I have a question. Hmm? Um, I have a question. Um, companies speaking out. How, what do you feel about that? Uh, it's kind of double sided at some point. Like I know, for instance, like L'Oreal Paris or something like that. Mm-hmm. They made a statement. You know, Black Lives Matter. But then. And a model, you know, she kind of mentioned like a couple of years ago, I made a post about uh, against uh, white supremacy or something. Mm-hmm. 
something around the trend of, you know, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And she got, her contract was just. Terminated? Uh, like, they didn't, yeah, terminated. Mm-hmm. And she called them out on that. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was interesting to see. Yeah. But a like lot of for things instance, are changing. Ben and Jerry's. This time around, <laughs> Those guys are like. They're woke. They're doing a lot and they're actually protesting. They they, they actually got arrested during one protest. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, they're, they're genuine. I think yeah. a lot of companies, same thing like I, like I, I made a post during Pride Month where I, I, I called. You know, I said, I think it's. You could see that these companies are. They made a calculation, and they're looking at the pros and cons and the bottom line of how a statement will impact them, and they that's how they make a decision. It's not usually from the heart. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. This would be a net good for us. Let's do it. I'm not going to hold it against them. I appreciate it, and I think it's a step in the right direction. Even if, I mean, because at the end of the day, they're a business. Everything is a business decision, so I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a company like Ben & Jerry's, I think it's genuine. Um yeah. and, and maybe Target not so much. I'm I'm just mentioning Target. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I don't think everyone just is, is just deeply moved. They just they're just kind of saying, okay, you know what? Let's be on the right side. Let's just let's just get our word out. Make it small. Just say something. And what about the NFL making their statement? I was gonna mention that when he brought up the the L'Oreal. Is there L'Oreal? You said yeah. Uh huh. Because Kaepernick lost his job because of his stand, and now the NFL's is kind of changing their stance, right? Mm-hmm. But um, that's another place where I think it might not be genuine. It's just because they have to say the right thing right. to be to not be left out. If they really I meant mean, it, she... wouldn't Kaepernick have a job lined up right now, or or you know, or or at least you would expect a statement from like the board of directors. Uh, hey, right. we were wrong and we apologize. Yeah, I mean that that's the only thing that, that would give that statement it. any form of legitimacy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Are we doing final thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah, Ty, what are your final thoughts? Mm, it's a it's a difficult topic. It's a difficult times. You know, it's a difficult year. I was ready to cancel twenty twenty. <laughs> like, just don't even care about twenty twenty and throw it away. But since this happened, you know, it's too important to throw this year away because. This is history in the making. And I hope we keep this energy. You know, I hope we keep this feeling. And I hope that in two months, we will still be talking about Black Lives Matter. You know, and sure, it will be a little less in the media. But educating yourself. I'm I'm trying to educate myself, too, you know, Mm -hmm. because I don't know everything. Right. There's still a lot I need to learn about, you know, my own history. Yeah, you know, I, I try to have hope. You know, I try to keep in mind, like you know, Martin Luther King said, you know, hoping that his four kids could be judged by the contents of the character instead of the color of their skin. You know? right. And I hope that one day that will actually be true. That it does not matter whether you black or white, get the same opportunities. I thought you were so, gonna start singing Michael Jackson. <laughs> he was both. <laughs> that we you know see each other love each other yeah because the thing is human race you know humans we can be so beautiful at times like look at all these protests you know 
look how impactful that is and like a true unity and like but still we as people can still be dangerous to one another toxic to one another yep. you know and I'm trying to be hopeful that that unity will truly be there one day uh, whether that is possible whether that is a utopian idea I guess I'm gonna have to be a little bit naive and try to hope that it will not be a utopian idea but actual actual reality yeah alright okay Tosh uh, yeah I have to wrap this up um, may- maybe it's a good idea to talk specifically about the country where Ty and I live the Netherlands because for me, you know, the most important thing about the solidarity protests going on, it's also in a large part about the injustice and inequality that's going on here. Mm-hmm. And in a country like the Netherlands, where, you know, politically, government is always very centrist leaning, not not very f- extremely to the left, not extremely to the right, mm-hmm. uh, always a little bit around the center. Uh, a lot of the, let's say... Like one of the core values, I think, going around the Netherlands is, you know, just try to behave normally. And normally, that, that's really the, the key word there. So anything that comes across as, uh, you know, angry or um, aggressive is very easily dismissed or vilified in this country. And that's been one of the most frustrating things to observe. You know, people see this protest, especially in in this time of, uh, you know, a pandemic. um, And they're, you know, quick to jump to judgment when it comes to, oh, these people are compromising our safety. They're undoing everything that we've worked towards when it comes to uh, self-isolation. and why are they doing it? It's, it's because something that happened on the other side of the Atlantic. What what's you know what are they thinking? And you know, not once does the thought occur. Hey, if thousands of people are going to gather and potentially risk their own health or the health of their the people around them, then this thing that they're protesting must be very, 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 very important to them. Maybe I should find out more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's the thing that that's really most baffling to me, particularly in uh, in what I'm seeing here. And that's really what's what's driven me to go on protest on Wednesday, because I, I considered going to the first big protest in the Netherlands in Amsterdam. But I I was afraid to I'm not proud to say that, but I could kind of see the scenario in my mind where, um yeah, too many people would be there to be able to uphold this uh, the, the distance that uh, that is required, and therefore the police would have to intervene, and they would have been justified in using you know violence and whatever to to break up the crowd, and then again giving credence to what the right is already thinking. Yeah, these people are just uncivilized and uh, just screaming for attention, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, with that scenario unfolding in my head, I just didn't dare to like and also partly because uh, last december uh, i went to protest against uh, the caricature of black pete right which mm-hmm. is another fraud topic in in, in this country mm-hmm. and there you know there you're actually standing across from uh, a group of white people that actively despises you right yeah. doesn't matter if you're uh, protesting peacefully 
it doesn't matter if you're there with genuine hurt and, and uh, you know, pain. It doesn't matter to them whether, you know, just like them, you come from a family with a mother and a father, with brothers and sisters. Um, you know, you're just living your life trying to do what you think is right. But yeah, mm-hmm. they're just there raising middle fingers at you, screaming slurs at you. Uh, that that's you know, with that in my mind, I was just scared of what was going to happen. But I'm too impassioned now to be scared, right? So that's why I'm, I'm yeah, I've decided I'm going to stand there. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. That's that's I guess my, my final thoughts. <laughs> Your final thoughts? Yeah. No, it's good. Thank you. Okay. Dick. Um. My final thoughts are, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very optimistic. Um, I know earlier, Clay, you were starting to pose the question if hope, if there actually is hope. But, uh, you know, if if there is no hope, then there's no reason to, to try to do anything. So you gotta, it, it, there has to be hope uh, for some kind of change. Or else you might as well just say, just, let's just get used to this and just live our lives the way things are. Um so I'm very encouraged, you know, because I was so down seeing that last video. I mean, the the you know the day before you had the woman calling the guy, the cop on the guy in the park. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's so sad that she knows, she's so aware that the cops are our enemies. That that's the threat. <laughs> yeah. You can use, and then you see George Floyd, and I was like, man, I I just, you know. I was I was trying to really get in my head that I, I need to get out of here. Like this I've place been is not that for a while. Not for us. Yeah. I'm not even from here. That's, that's why I don't vocally say the fact that I plan on leaving because I know any American is just gonna say like, "Well, just leave." Yeah. <laughs> There's the door, you know. But I would I would like to have things be better. Just because I don't live somewhere doesn't mean I don't want things to be better here. Right. Even if I don't end up staying in the states. Exactly. Um. But you know, I, I'm very much leaning towards going back to Suriname because in Suriname you could be proud to, to be a black person there's, there's, you're not a lower person right. there as a person of color um, and uh, but that's kind of off topic of, of what's going on here right now and I think that for there to be real change uh, hate needs to be rooted out and eliminated um you know, you can, some people's minds can be changed, and some people are, their minds can be. But I have a controversial philosophy when it comes to how to combat hate. And you know, people say that love is stronger than hate, and I might have said this before, but I kind of disagree. I think hate is is stronger than love, and you have to find another way to combat hate because somebody trying to love and give somebody a hug that is trying to stab them, the person that's trying to stab you is going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my, the way I look at it. fighting love, fighting hate with love. So you got to, there's got to be another way to fight it. Um, and I think being, these protests are kind of a, a, an example of that. So they don't have to be peaceful. They they can be filled with anger. They can be filled with passion and maybe even hate. Uh, not hate to the point where I want all white people dead or whatever, but yeah, I hate the way things are and I hate the way that, that you feel about me. And that's what it's going to take um, to make a change, in my opinion, you know. And I know that's probably a very controversial view because people do believe that love should be stronger than hate, but I disagree. But anyway, um, <laughs> not to go off too long, um, I, I'm I'm encouraged by what's happening. I'm still trying to find my place 
uh, in how I want to engage. And maybe I should just take the risk and say, I'm going to go out and, you know, maybe just increase my life insurance and say, I'm going to go protest. (laughs) (laughs) And whatever happens, happens. Um, Mm -hmm. Because my first run in with the law was literally that, you know, I was in a situation where it was a parade in college and we broke into the girls' dorms. It was all for fun. And then the cops show up and, uh, and I remember I was in this hallway and a cop is standing across from me. And I'm thinking like, I don't trust what this guy's going to do. And I, I physically ran him over and <laughs> jumped out the window. It was a split decision, split second decision. Like, it seemed like he was going for his whole I'm like, why would you, you know, it's a, you know, it's a college prank kind of thing. And, yeah. and, and I just, I didn't take the chance. And this is before all these deaths were being recorded. Right. But, that's the reason why I'm not out there because I will, I'm not going to take the chance for someone to make a bad decision. I probably will assault the officer. And <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's just why I haven't gone yet. You know? Yeah. All right, Clay. Yeah. So. I'm happy Donald Trump became the president because we got to destroy before we elevate. Real shit. Look at- mm-hmm. That's right. We had to have this maniac enter office for us to wake up and hopefully we actually do wake up and yeah i have hope that maybe something will will um come of this um there are a lot of people who i looked up to or who i respected and i i think i think all of us need to i i know that dick is saying that you don't want to delete or block these people and i'm not saying that but pay attention because in mm-hmm. in a time like this in crises like this when there is if your your brother and your sister is suffering and you look the other way pay attention because they're telling you truly really and truly who they are pay attention this is the time to be aware human humanity mm-hmm. is is at risk here 401 years of this is enough we've had enough it's time to stand now if you stand with us then you stand with humanity but if you stand against us you stand against humanity. So there you go. My final thought. Ty, where shall we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Ty09, T-Y-09. Tosh? I'm at Tosh Pollock on Twitter. Dick? Uh, mostly on Facebook, I guess, but uh, IG, Dick Daily. Okay. And uh, I'm CW Daily everywhere, the website, social media. Yeah, check check us all out. Listen to our past podcast. Um, we're also Cybercast on line C Y B R C A S T. And um, if you go to cybercast dot com slash support, you could you could throw us a few shekels there if you have extra money. That is, um, but before you give us anything, go give to the funds. You know, grassroot loss, uh, grassrootlaw.com, uh, no, grassrootlaw.org. Um, maybe uh, Floyd, George's, uh, or George Floyd's daughter, um, GoFundMe. Um, there, there are a lot of different organizations. Uh, the bail, the bail, uh, uh, what is it, the anti bail fund, or what is it called? Bailout fund or something? Bail, bailout funds, yeah. Do some do some research. Um, there there are many ways. If you're not the kind of person who spe- wants to speak out on social media, but you do want to do something, do do any of those things. Uh, you you don't have to f- say anything on your social media, but do speak by 
taking action. Take action. Let me, let's just say that. Just take action. Do something. Talk to your friends. Tell them why they're being racist when something racist is said. Thank you so much for listening to us. We'll catch you in the next one. Ciao. Peace. Hello. Later. Return to your regular scheduled programming. We got to destroy before we elevate. <laughs> y- y'all guys see the, what was it? Black Lives Matter uh, Boulevard or something like that. On what? Like the road that leads up to the White NBC. House. Oh, that, that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that was... I'm surprised you didn't bring that up, but that was... I know. A, That's a good point. That was a big statement. B- big time, yeah. Figuratively yeah. and literally big statement. Yeah. Shoving it right up the avenue. <laughs> so, I know that, was, that makes... I, I know that's making the opposition livid. Not beyond you know? livid. I, you know, I, I'm actually surprised we didn't bring up the fact that he tear-gassed his way to that church to go hold oh. the Bible upside down. A Bible he probably doesn't ever read. If he opened yeah. that book, he would probably it, b- b- f- go up in flames because he's the Antichrist. <laughs> that was so wrong. I just yeah, happened bro. to listen to the Daily Show about yeah. that today. Yeah. My God. He, I mean, that's just that, that, this guy is so unaware. He is so unaware. He is about the most tone deaf person in this nation, in the world, probably. The guy is so unaware. And yet people yeah, keep he, making he, excuses he, for him. He's a he's a special kind of stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not really stupid. <laughs> I don't Here, here's something I was uh, speculating about the other day. Uh-huh. Like my my prediction: first thing that's going to happen when uh, Joe Biden gets inaugurated is Melania is going to divorce his ass. <laughs> <laughs> she may. You know, I mean, you know, I think it really exposes stupidity. It does. He, it does. But but how old is how old is their kid, their son? I don't know. Because my fear is that the, she's probably not going to go anywhere until he's eighteen, because he probably has stuff on her. He probably is going to rip her child away from her. She is. I think she is one. Is she? I mean, there's there are moments where I'm just like, There's no I'm, way she doesn't get custody, especially if she this this divorce says I'm you know speaks out. There's mm-hmm. no. It's nothing he can say hmm. that would uh no. <laughs> I certainly doubt that. Then she then 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 she should leave now then. <laughs> nah, you know. Send being, a clear message. First of all, we don't know what she's gonna do, but but being married. But really look at her expression whenever she's out in the public with him. It's yeah. the look of of somebody who's imprisoned, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. She pulls his hands uh, she pulls her hands away from him when he tries to hold it. It's it's I don't know, man. I feel I feel for her. Yeah, yeah she may be a prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Well, like a um, few months ago, we thought he would probably get another term, right? I I think he might still. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think people should not put that on the realm of possibility because that's the problem. People put yeah. it out of the realm of possibility the first time. Yeah. Um. The the prediction that predicts. Most presidents says right now he will not. It had him initially winning a second term mm-hmm. because of the coronavirus. Things have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, if any server lining can come out of coronavirus, it's that because uh, that that thing that's the first thing that triggered to me that oh my gosh, this guy might be president. When I think when nobody thought it was possible, mm-hmm. I said whoa, this thing is predicting that he might be president, and it's always right, and it was mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it really, I people need to go out and vote. Yeah, you know, and, um, 
I, I sincerely hope that uh, he doesn't, you know, fuck with the elections in, in some way. <laughs> I find it interesting that you need the registered vote, though. Yeah, we've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is America. Yeah. You don't have to register to vote? No, you just get a ballot in the mail and you go to the voting booth. You get called to vote. Yeah. <laughs> Not really something that you actively uh, have to uh, participate in. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of corruption in this country. I mean, that, that's the probably was going to be. I mean, I'm not speaking um, like I want things to happen, but that's going to lead to the downfall of America. It's, it's just uh, corruption and yeah. uh, greed that is <laughs> really widening the gap between people that have and don't have. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm like most people are trying to fight to stay on the on the side of. Uh, you know, of having the, and not having, but still doesn't make it right. <laughs> yeah. You know, not it's not enough for everybody to be rich. True. Uh, the thing about it is the problem in America is that a lot of Americans vote against their own self-best interests because they all assume that they're at some point going to be the rich or the half. And it's like, but right now you're the have not. So fight for what you have not now rather than what you hope to have because you may never get to have, right? So You know what, Clay? I'm going to be honest. I don't think that either way you vote really benefits certain people. It, it, I know some voting a certain way helps you more, mm-hmm. but it's so stacked against uh, – because, you know, all of us, you know, there's white privilege, right? All of us have a, a certain level of privilege as well because of our – education um family we come from you know there's there's people who are such a, such a disadvantage and never even see a fraction of the things we see mm, yeah in, in in life and uh yeah uh there's no party that you can vote for that will just help those people yeah so sometimes out of despair they just i think people that voted for trump was kind of out of despair as well yeah. and i don't know what they thought they were going to get but i doubt they got it yeah yeah all right, guys, this was really, really fun. Uh, well, fun, yeah, let me say. This was, uh, I needed this. I needed my Cybercast fix. It was fix. healing. I'll, I'll yeah, it was that. healing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, no, I, I needed my Cybercast fix, and thank you, guys. I needed it, and uh, I got it. So Yeah, I was I was like, man, I, I was really I was dreading. I was like, I don't even want to talk about this. I mean, I know <laughs> it needs to be talked about, Yeah. but I didn't know where I was going to go with it because I have these mixed feelings in my head. Mm-hmm. And some of the things, some of the opinions I have, I'm scared to voice them because everybody's on this can- cancel culture. If you say something, yeah, I, I'm not yeah. a celebrity, so it's no no need to cancel me. But it's it's I see people calling out celebrities like we're Oprah now, we're so and so now. I'm like, if I was a celebrity, I'd people are I'm really like, mad at Kanye West for some reason. <laughs> Actually, it looks like Kanye played us right, and I think I'm, I think that's the coolest move if that's really what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kind of negotiated his way into the door with uh, the MAGA head, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, and and, and yeah. you know, him and Kim did some. They did get some people uh, their freedom, right? They got people out, yeah. Yeah. out of jail. So if that's his long play, I think he could have kept playing it. But it's hard to do that when people hate you so so adam you know publicly and try to they do try to destroy you. Like, okay, I made a statement, you don't agree with, it, and now you're trying to convince everybody else to not not pay me anymore. Yeah. You know, I think it's if you don't agree with somebody, then just say I don't f with them anymore. But why just why be the first thing be like, oh, we're canceling this person right now? And 
I think you're gonna have less celebrity allies if you act that way because they're gonna be scared of saying the wrong thing. I agree. Yeah, you know, in the heat of the moment or something. Anyway, I'm, I'm not gonna get too deep into that, but uh, no, nah, that's a good point though. Yeah, I try not to cancel people off of uh, unless it's like saying, "Hey, all black people need to be exterminated." Yeah, you're canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> anything else is just difference of opinion. Like Trina, who didn't agree with the, the riots. And yeah. I appreciate Trey Grady for trying to educate her, but she was just not trying to hear it. I'm like, okay, well, that so be it. I wasn't listening uh, to Trina anyways. I don't have to cancel her. Doing great right now. Hmm? I think J.K. Rowling is not doing great with her fans right now. Oh, what really? did she do? Uh, she she made some transphobic remark, I think. Yeah, uh, Honestly, like though, recently? What, what is up with people still being like uh, homophobic and transphobic? Like, I, like I just Same thing as, as people still being racist, man. It's just... Uh, I don't. I don't get it. In them. 